a house civis broadcasting. Today is the 27th of Cipheros 997YK, and we've got a very interesting show for you this week. My name's Alufi Haskell de Civis. And I'm your host, Silence de Civis. Happy far, everyone. skin condition walk into a dress shop. Well, I don't know, Luffy. What happens? They get arrested. Oh, 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 I, I thought it, I, now I the, thought it was That a was joke. the segue. Remember how you talked about, like, trying to do segues? Yes, I, and I, I just didn't realize that that was... But please continue. They got arrested. So this odd group was caught after attempting to burgle a clothing store in Silvergate. The guards of Upper Tavik's Landing were called to a dressmaker shop in Silvergate, named the Shimmering Gown and Haberdashery, in the early morning hours on Zol. They found a troll hulking in the doorway, the door of the clothing shop seemingly intact despite wood chips over the street. A specter called out from the second floor of the shop, and the intact door grew legs and began an interesting chase through the city. The group eventually fell off a bridge and into Tavik's market below where guards were waiting. The specter was the only member of the group not taken into custody. The fur-covered kobold, calling himself King Torg, claimed they were on a mission from their boss. The only other member to give up relevant information was a mimic whose name was Jimmick. Jimmick let it slip to the Inquisitives, interviewing that they were working for a creature called the Seaholder, and that he needed to find the best bespoke suit money couldn't buy. The guards and inquisitives on the case are scratching their heads as to why this group worked together and what their boss's intentions are. I'm sure the people of Upper Tavik's Landing will sleep much more soundly this evening. Yeah, no, it sounds like a, like, sea holder. Why is this thing needing a bespoke suit? The only thing that I know that sounds similar to that is a Beholder, and I can't imagine that a bespoke suit would fit. Mizana Rupas would like to let its patrons know that all further showings of the hit play The Mage Rights Made have been delayed indefinitely after claims of defamation. All tickets bought for this play will be honored for other productions at the same venue, with a complimentary drink for the inconvenience. I did happen to catch it in one of the earlier shows, and I can see where the defamation comes from. I haven't been able to see it yet. My ticket was for two weeks from now, and now it's... It, it, was, it was a watch. It, it, was, it was a... Do you think they're going to release the script? I would, I would expect not. I, I don't see how they would be allowed to. Because I'd be fine with reading it. I don't think that they could sell that in a store. So uh, we did receive a letter. And I'm going to just very quickly... And we love getting letters. We do. We absolutely Oh, enjoy. hold on. Meeps is giving us... I need to turn it. Oh, we got to turn the singer device. Oh, okay. Give us a moment. Is it not getting me? Is that, is that the issue? 
Hey, is that is that the right position, Meeps? Are, are we good now? Okay, there we go. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about the letter we received, Silas. So the letter we received um, was from Ren Sans. I hope I'm saying that right. And he was writing on behalf of Balinor's Horn College of the Library of Kornberg. And I'm going to briefly read through here. Uh, he writes that he is a resident of Fairhaven and that his work often requires him to travel. And while he was in Sharn most recently, he got to hear a broadcasting of the Echoer system. And he was delighted to hear from us and enjoyed it until we brought on the professor of menagerie management from Morgrave University. Uh, it seems that this gentleman has several inconsistencies and, and issues that he would like to address. So we're going to put most of the details here, but we'll put the entire letter. It'll be available. Uh, we'll put that out to the public. I'll have it posted on our community. Yeah, on our board, yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so the first thing he calls out uh, is the cockatrice chick should not normally hide within its eggshells. That's not natural behavior. He indicates that uh, it was most likely removed from its parent at a young age. Now, I did reach out to our friend Monte about this, and he did say that this was raised in captivity and that its parent had died uh, at, through no fault of the university. So I do want to address that. Uh, secondly, he, he has uh, a, a lot of... a lot to say. I'm not... <laughs> Is that a whole page? About the Mage Ripper being brought into the studio. Now, I just would like you guys to know, there is uh, one, two, three, and essentially a half pieces of parchment just covered in letter here. I, I don't agree that the Mage Ripper uh, is horrific. I, I see them as a delightful creature myself, uh, and the one that we had didn't seem malnourished. I spoke with Professor Monte, and, and he said that the Mage Ripper is being well-fed and taken care of and is not something that we should immediately be concerned about. Uh, I do note here that our friend Ren, uh, Mr. Sans, uh, notes here that uh, Mage Rippers are a horrific solution to the Mornland. For one singular reason, uh, they would explode in breeding, and that would cause just untold devastation, and then we'd have a bigger problem, uh, a hungry swarm instead of Mornland. And, and I can see where he's coming from, but we, we don't discourage any type of outside-the-box thinking when it comes to solutions for the Mornland. Until we find something concrete, I don't think anything can be taken off the table. And then uh, he does call out uh, the alchemy beetle as something that House Caneth can produce. Uh, we were going to go over those details when we had a representative from House Canathon, but uh, he did bring up the information here, so we're going to just quickly touch on that. Of course, they have been working on them, but they're not a common sight here in Sharn, and I do appreciate the beetle myself. Uh, I do have top mage rights uh, on the Kurieva beetle myself. Hopefully they will uh, figure out exactly how to do that, and then we'll have that up and running. Uh, now, he does say... And I think this is something important that we do want to acknowledge, uh, that if we have any further questions, they can contact him directly at the Balnars Horn College of the Library via Speaking Stones. Uh, in addition, the Wayfinder Foundation is distributing a series of books uh, that will have writing on many creatures across the face of Eberron, 
and they refer to it as the Naturalist Guide. Ooh, uh, I actually own the first, uh, is it three or four volumes? Um, at home. He's uh, slowly coming out with, with, with more. I, I would expect, you know, 20 or more uh, volumes. They're actually rather uh, enlightening and uh, wonderfully illustrated. I, I agree. I've seen them. I feel like they are beautiful books, but they are more on the technical side of things. And I feel like we had the professor of menagerie management on with us from Morgrave just as more of an outreach. Uh, we're, we're trying to get the information out to as many people as possible. I agree that there is a place for the naturalist guide, but the common man is not going to need to know all of the ins and outs of that. And I feel like I believe that Monte did a great job when he was here. Uh, well, uh, Professor uh, Wren, Sants, uh, we do thank you so much for your letter, and we look forward to reaching back out to you with uh, some personal questions on my part and some professional questions as uh, the House Civis Broadcasting Guild. And we'll put the location here in Charm where you can find the Naturalist Guide to Eberron. I found mine uh, at a lovely uh, bookstore called the DM Guild? The D DM's Guild. We'll put it on there for you. We'll, we'll make sure that gets on the board, exactly. Uh, and then, uh, hopefully, if given the opportunity, we'll expand beyond Sharn, and then we can have the professor on to discuss things from his naturalist guide. I think that would be delightful. That way we have a counterpoint to the professor here from Morgrave University. We'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who's listening to this Chronicle of Echoes. I'd also like to remind everyone that it is really easy to get into contact with Silas, Meeps, or myself, should you want to send us a letter, like Professor Saints did. Firstly, you can always send us a gnome mail at House Civis Echoer Station, all one word, at gmail.com. Next, you can go to our special community center, www.civisechoerstation.com, to get more information about our segments. And finally, you can always use the comment pads next to every Echoer device and leave us a comment, question, or concern. Personally, I like it when people do drawings of hearts, or little thumbs ups, and even smiley faces. At the end of the evening, our subscribe will pick those comments up and we'll get to read them. You can also speak with our subscribe and they'll keep you up to date with our show, help you follow along each week. Uh, I've also gotten into uh, a new form of messaging here in Sharn, which involves pigeons. Uh, they call it uh, tweeting. And I'm available there if you need to reach me personally. Uh, I'm at Civis Echoers and you can just reach out via tweet. It's it's it. It's a new craze. They just, it's birds everywhere. Wear pigeons, right? No, I, I've told you several times that I don't believe wear pigeons are an actual thing. How I know that you read it in one of your books, but I'm almost 100% certain they are not. How are they smart enough to get to the right place? It, it, it's a matter of training. House Fidelis is on top of that. They are poignant when it comes to training different types of animals, especially to be couriers here in the city. Oh. Uh, so after this short musical break, we'll be talking about this week's sponsor. Silas would like to have an educational segment. I'm excited to see what that's about. 
and we'll be speaking with our guest, Bishop Sarhain from Thrain. everybody. This week's sponsor is Transmutations, a wonderful beauty shop from Upper Tavik's Landing. I've gone to this particular beauty shop a handful of times. Uh, I'm not known for caring too much about my looks, but man, they always treat me so nicely. They do my hair really cute, and they, I, they do this thing where you always get something free when you go there. So if you go for just a haircut, they'll give you like um, like a manicure or a pedicure for free. Now Transmutations has recently hired a new hairstyle artist, uh, is what I'm going to call them. A very kind warforged um, who cuts your hair and, and does your hair with mathematic precision like not a single strand out from where it's supposed to it's amazing but also very odd seeing as poor forged don't have hair themselves so just a, a little call out to kettle thank you so much for my hairdo last week kettle and if you mentioned that you heard about transmutations from this week's echo uh, you will be getting 15% off of your purchase. Well, that, that is a lovely thing. And you love to hear stories like that. Now, Silas. Yes. What is this educational segment you wanted to take us on? Well, I, I'm extremely excited myself. Uh, this week, it's been announced, and nothing's official yet, but the new Lightning Rail engine that they have introduced is based on some of the first rails, but utilizing new techniques I'm sure none of our listeners are aware that these older rails were not built for luxury initially. In fact, the very first one in the luxury line was the Unicorn, which has been redone several times by different leaders of House Orion. They revamp it, they redo different things, so that way they get a pristine Unicorn unique to them. So one of the earliest lines, way, way back when... The Lightning Rail was first introduced. And remember, this is a House Orion, a House Caneth venture between the two of them, all of it instituted by an outside force. So at that time, they introduced a couple of different rails. And one of the ones that they introduced was the Gorgon. And it was a monstrosity. It was the heaviest engine that they have produced to date. Nothing has ever matched that. But the carrying capacity of the Gorgon itself was unrivaled. We're talking something that could move mountains, literal mountains full of metal, and you could just pile it in cart after cart after cart. The problem was that it was too slow. It was much too slow, and banditry was a real issue. They decided to decommission it and go for something that could move less, but would be better in the long run. And now with this newer rail, it looks like they are going to go back to their roots in a sense. Now, I'm very excited about the Gorgon, too. It is a bigger, more beautiful rail. 
the horns on the front of it look impeccable already from early sketches that I've seen. And now, the moment that I am sure everyone listening has been waiting for. Our guest today, while we discuss Thrain. O silver flame, light the way. Through war and darkness and despair. O silver flame, we shall not stray. Spirit of Thrain, hear our prayer. No foe can dim your argent gloss. No child can live beyond your light. With sword in hand, your soldiers stand. O silver flame, burn ever bright. Uh, That is the hymn, Light the Way, the national anthem of Thrain. It is my pleasure, and Silas, yours as well. It is indeed, yes. To introduce our guest, Bishop Chantelin Sarhain. Better known as the Silver Blight. It's so nice to be here. You can also call me the Bishop of Sayar. Bishop Sarhain, uh, you are an ex-Templar, as um, our uh, Silas has been very excited to uh, to talk about. Um, he is quite the fan of your exploits. Uh, you were called the, the what, what was it again, Silas? Um, that, that would be uh, Silver Blight. You are Chantillon Sarhain. Uh, the, of of Thrain, the, the the fearless paladin warrior from the last war, the the, the terror of Thrain. Yeah. So like, I don't know why they gave me all of those like super weird names, but yeah, like I fought for Thrain in the last war, and I led many victories against Brayland and Karnath. And you said you were the bishop of... Sayar. So it's actually, like, really funny. Okay, so I thought that when Jayla, young Jayla, beautiful Jayla, wise and amazing Jayla, I thought that she said sire. She was like, you're going to be the bishop of sire. I'm like, I mean, okay, I'll do my best to, like, get rid of the place of evil. But, like, nobody really lives there. I also was hoping it meant, like, I would become, like, an archbishop. But, like, so I ended up going to Sayar. It's, like, this little town just south of the Harrow Crowns. It's a, it's a big forest filled with, like, nasty monsters. And I'm, like, super okay with not having the responsibility of having to take care of, like, an entire nation. But, yeah, I'm, like, the bishop. It's kind of like a mare in Thrain. Well, that that is extremely interesting. I, I do have a couple of quick questions. I, I've always been curious about your lineage. Was one of your parents a cardinal? Or perhaps one of the most devout members of the Silver Flame that allowed you to somehow rise in the ranks? Just spontaneously? No, so, like, my mommy, uh, she works in Flamekeep, but she's, like, she's, like, like, she makes clothes and stuff. Taylor, that's what she is. That's the word. Taylor. Her name's not Taylor, though. And then my dad works as a tinkerer, so he, like, fixes pots and pans and stuff. Did you, by chance, save Jayla from choking at some point in time or 
I, I don't save a cardinal's life. Did Once, you? Uh, I did stop Jayla from drinking like some super gritty tea. Like it did not look like super yummy. So Jayla and I like were like besties, and whenever I'm in flame keep, uh, we totally hang out. Like we have tea all the time, and she's like, "Oh my gosh, I love you so much, Chantelin. You're like the best." And I'm like, "Girl, Jayla, you're so cute. Like I love you." And. Your your best friend Jayla is the one who put you as bishop of a town all the way on the border of Thrain. Yeah, so like the town is between. No, I, I understand. Like, I, I get it completely. There, super there was icky forest initially with confusion as to and then the, the Braelish situation. I'm the last line of defense if the Braelish decide to like start up the last war or something and feed Thrain. I assure or... you that knowing you were there is enough to keep all of Braeland out. I agree, because I'm, like, super devout with, like, the sparkly fire in my heart. Now, Bishop Sarhain, I am going to ask you uh, that we keep as much of the uh, information from the Church of the Silver Flame out of the conversation about Thrain as possible. Uh, I understand that it's very difficult with Thrain being a theocracy. That is something that we're going to discuss in uh, a different broadcasting. But would you kind of, because um, not a lot of us are familiar with theocracies, just quickly tell us how yeah, the theocracy works. Solidly thought I had an understanding of the flame, and I think I'm looking forward to the broadcasting explaining this. Okay, so essentially, like, everybody in Thrain is all like, Silver Flame, we love you! And then, like, King What's-His-Name, like, Dalin, did dude guy whatever i don't remember um he was like i am the new king and everybody was like no super heckin the silver flame should be the king and so now silver flame is king of thrain i don't i don't think any of that is accurate it does not so jayla is like the leader of no. our country as well as our church and so, like, Blood Regent Diane Irwernan, she's, like, supposed to be the queen, but she's not because the Silver Flame is. But she, like, totally helps Jayla all the time. Kind of next to the um, Council of Cardinals. Underneath them are all of the archbishops and nobles because you can't just, like, take land away from nobles. Otherwise, they get really mad and then they kill people. Which is not what the Silver Flame is about. I'm questioning every day what the Silver Flame is about. We can talk about that, actually. Okay. I would prefer not. Okay, cool. So, underneath the archbishops are the uh, bishops. Underneath the bishops are, like, the archpriests. And then underneath them are, like, the normal priests, the friars, like, your everyday man. That kind of stuff who, like, take care of just, like, a small church or a small town or a small hamlet. You know, that kind of stuff. Olivia, did that answer your question? I can't even imagine at this moment in time. I'm done. It definitely did. Thank yeah, you so, so much. Okay, so before we go anywhere else, uh, I brought, like, a really nice treat. Because, like, some other people brought treats for you, so I'm bringing you a treat. Host, I hope it's strong. Okay, so this is a very special tea. You could say it's my special tea. <laughs> Nope. That was a nope. pew. Nope. Nope. It's not. Mm. Mm. Olivia, would you? <laughs> that was a really good one, Silas. 
It was a good one. I'm going to enjoy this tea. All righty. Here we go. Oh. Ah. Thrackle spice, isn't it? It's thrackles. It has thrackle spices in it. Yeah. Oh. Needs water. So this tea oh, is um really nice. It's light. It's um spicy. It's cold and yet it's spicy. Oh. It it is hotter than Oh, it is hotter than the deserts. Oh my god. Silas is sweating right now. Uh not just because it's oh, man. warm in the booth. Oh, I hate thrackles, but oh. Oh. Take another sip, Silas. I will not take another sip. I'm gonna keep sipping mine. Oh god. Oh. Oh. Mm. oh, host, that is just that is deep. Um what while I'm suffering, uh Corruption. Thrain. Thrain has uh, an issue with corruption that seems to be rampant and uh, is constantly in the the broadsheet. So, like, that's a super hardcore misconception. There isn't nearly as much corruption in my country as you see in, like, Ondare or, like, Broyland. We still have, like, seedy parts because, like, every beautiful stone has a dark underside covered with, like, gritty bugs. But, like... We make sure to address it as best we can. And let's be clear, like Jayla, super young Jayla, wise Jayla, adorable Jayla, has been known to talk about like corruption and like slyly speak out about the corruption and the corrupt members of her church. So, um, I, I hate to even ask, but, but I'm going to. Uh, where does Thrain go from here in your opinion? Okay, so the way I see it, there's, like, a handful of options. We're at, like, this breaking point. I think somebody said once, like, we're sitting on the edge of a knife or something. Should the wind blow in such a way that, like, Blood Regent Queen Diane Airwarnen can regain power, I've no doubt that she would. In my hopes and prayers, I see a thrain where more people are welcomed where we're a force for good in this world. I can see where you're coming from, and I do think that you are right about Queen Diani. If she could take power, she would. Don't you feel that the flame would also do the same? They would seize that power if they had the option? Entirely. I feel like um, there's corruption anywhere, and there's that want for power anywhere. And as devout members, we should realize when we need to have power and where we should get that power you know like the shiny flame in my heart is where i get my power but do you see a way that you would be able to move forward as a member of the flame with members of the host or different druidic cults i'm talking to you right now that is a fair point like i'm gonna be real here if queen diani erwarnan decided to take everything i don't think it would be nearly as bad as people say and I think that a lot of my fellow countrymen feel the same way. To have the church focusing not only on the metaphysical issues, but also the tangible issues of running a country, it's like, it's an issue. There are many people in higher 
places than me that are prone to want that power of controlling a country, controlling a town, controlling a whatever, you know? See, Thrain, in my thoughts and prayers, is a place where we're all just filled with, like, love. And while, like, the words uh, that I'm about to say are really painful, I also kind of pray that, like, we find peace with the people of Karnath, despite the evils they committed during the last war. But I also don't doubt that they'd, like, say the same about us. So uh, I want to thank you for coming in. It's been an absolute pleasure uh, having you here. And uh, I wasn't going to do this. I, I had moved away from this entire idea uh, at the start of this conversation, but I think I am. Uh, would you be willing to sign the broadsheet that I've brought in here today? It's the first time that you were mentioned here in Sharn, in the Sharn Inquisitive. And I'd like to just quickly yeah, hand, sign it if I could. Just Yeah, if you could. And could you make that out? To Silas, to say this. Silas, to Sibis, my cute little pal. I'm gonna draw like a little picture of the silver flame. Look, it's like really cute. It's like a little one of those. And then you gotta put like a cute, like a little curly key right here. That's, there you go. Well, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, again, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. And it's been a pleasure. I hope you all have a wonderful week. And don't forget to listen to those echoes of hope.